You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, and you are tuned into episode 14 of the Decoding Success Podcast. Today, I am joined by my friend, Evan Carmichael, and I am so grateful Evan is taking the time out of his day, especially because he was driving from Canada to New York City when chopping it up with me. Evan is literally the YouTube mastermind. He has been an entrepreneur since 19 when he first built, then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a VC helping raise 500K to $15 million, and he now runs a YouTube channel for success-driven individuals just like yourself with roughly 2 million subscribers. And on top of that, he is an author and a globally coveted speaker. In this episode, Evan really makes me deep dive into my own life and helps me understand my true why. You know, that reason as to why I'm doing what I'm doing. After this conversation, I felt so much more clear about my mission and journey, and I know you will too. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Audible. Audible is a hassle-free way to optimize your net time, or in other words, your time on the go, on the treadmill, commuting to work, or just chilling. Being able to consume valuable, insightful content has never been easier. And the reason I bring this up today is because I teamed up with Audible to deliver you a free audio book of your choice. Literally free. All you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. Now let's jump right in. Evan, thank you for being here today, man. I truly do appreciate knowing how busy you are. Appreciate the man. It's great to be here. So the way I kick the show off is to ask interviewees how they define success. And the reason being is because this, the show, Decoding Success, is based on the principle that there's no longer a secret to success. The answers are out there. It's up for us to apply it or apply what we find, see what works for us, and navigate accordingly. So with that said, how do you define success? For me, I would say it's being able to do what I want, you know, do what I want, when I want, with the people that I want, to have the freedom to do that. I think it's a big reason why I chose being an entrepreneur, but to be able to pick what I work on and do what I want, I think for me is success. Now, how do you stay on that track? Like, how, how do you make sure you're, you're getting after that day by day? So I'm a big believer that your actions have to map to your ambitions. And so I look at my calendar and I, and I think achieving success is not some, some, you know, mark that you hit and then you're done. It's an ongoing. It's, it's a reflection of your habits. It's, it's what you're doing on a daily. So I look at my calendar and I see what I have planned for the next week and months ahead. And I ask myself, if I did these things in my calendar that I say I want to do, if I did those things, am I moving closer to accomplishing my ambitions or not? And whenever it's a no, then something has to change. I have to, I have to throw something out and replace it with something new. And I, I apply that across not just my business, but my life. So for my relationship, for my health, for my business as well. You know, what do you want your life and business to look like? And what are the habits that will help get you there? And then put that in your calendar and make sure you do it. Yeah, for sure. I'm a big believer that nothing will change for the better until you do. So I really do love that. Now, I know you're huge on tapping into human potential. So I'm going to ask this question very selfishly because I want to be the best version of me. And I'm going to ask you, how do I tap into my true potential if I'm not actually, you know, getting at that? 
So I think it starts with, I have a three-step process that I call your purpose planner. It starts with your who, it moves to your why, and then into the how. So the who is, what is your one word? What is your most important core value? What do you stand for, Matt, as a human being? You know, even if you weren't having success yet or in your career or you're on your, your come up, what is the most important core value that you have as a human being? Have you, have you thought about that? Have you gone through the process and you get the book? I actually, I'm, I ordered it. I'm on it. Like, I'm all about okay. this self-improvement. Okay, so if you, if you had to pick, like, just don't worry about it being the perfect one word. Let's just use it as a brainstorming exercise. If you had to pick one core value of at the center of Matt, your most important core value, what would you pick? Faith. Faith. Got it. I love it. Okay, so let's go with that as your who. Matt's about faith. You want to be around people who also also believe in the same thing. If you were around people who were anti-faith, they would, you would feel terrible. You would feel trapped. You'd feel in a jail. So you want to be around other people who have faith as well. Next, we move to our why. And I'm a big believer that your purpose comes from your pain. And so as entrepreneurs have a hard time sometimes doing this because we're optimistic. We're trying to build a better world. You're trying to decode success, right? It's all about the positivity. But in reality, your deepest purpose comes from actually your deepest pain. And so whatever the time was that you felt the most pain, not, not physically, but more you know, emotionally, like the thing that you, that you did that you ended up feeling the most worthless in, you, your ultimate purpose will come from helping people who are currently going through that not have to suffer as much as you did. So what was the biggest pain in your life or what was the moment that you felt the most worthless in your past? So I'm actually going to re- reverse engineer that because I get the most fulfillment in life when I'm helping others. And I mean, when I say help others, I mean, I guess it's to find their potential or their purpose because I mean, I, I had a nice two year period where I felt like I didn't have a passion or I didn't have a purpose per se. And even before that, my passion, and it was real, it's real shitty to say, but my passion was making money. You know, like I was super passionate about making money. So to reverse engineer that, I can't necessarily think of a moment where I was feeling pain, you know, not physically, as you said, but pain in that sense. But, you know, I I get my, my why is, you know, it's all about impacting lives. Of course. But listen, humans are built to serve. For everybody, we want to help others. Like 99.9% of people are good and we get satisfaction from serving other people. It's just human nature. We're good at the core. But how we serve is different. Some people want to serve by creating beautiful art. Some people serve by going into politics. Some people serve by, you know, a church and being a pastor. Like there's a lot of ways to serve. Everybody wants to serve others. That's how you get satisfaction and, and fulfillment. But why did you pick this? Like, why did you, why do you want to help decode success? Why does that mean so much to you versus somebody else? Where does that come from? I think it just comes from, being around successful individuals like the Damon Johns of the world, the Gary V's and me being exposed to it. And, you know, people, people put everyone on this pedestal, especially when they have a nice little verification check next to their name or they have X amount of followers and they're like, Oh, that's God or whatever the case is. And being that I was close to that, I realized that these are just regular individuals and I, I feel like there's, there's no longer a secret and I want to expose that. 
And so why that? Why not something else? Like uh, you hung around a great musician before, you've hung around great other people before, different industries. Why business? Why entrepreneurship? Why does this mean so much compared to other things? I would have to say it's because that I want to be a successful entrepreneur and I want to be able to leave my legacy in in this field. Did you, when you were in the area of having no money, I'm sorry, when you were only chasing money and then what was the moment where you realized, oh, this isn't the actual path that I want to go down? So what it came down to was the fact that, um, you know, and I, I know you have limited time, so I don't want to go too deep. But no, no, this is great. Deep what, is the what, only way to go, man. Yeah, what, what it really came down to was the fact that I failed out of college. Um, yeah. I, I just got back into college at this point. And man, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm literally 19, 20, 21 years old. And I'm, I'm grazing yeah. that six-figure mark by hustling five jobs, which was um, – yeah nightlife, which was literally nightlife. It was insane how much money I'm making. I was delivering pizza. I was picking up food in the mornings for a friend's restaurant, going to a gym, working at a gym. And I'm going to be very transparent. I was selling a little weed, you know? So what, what, why stop? You're making good money. Like why stop? uh, You know what? Cause I, I felt like I had a bigger purpose. So like I was saying, I went back to college and you know what? It's so crazy. I was watching a TED talk by Gary Vaynerchuk and he dropped the line legacy over currency. And I started to cry. I literally started to cry. And I said, I'm not going to leave a legacy just by making money because there's so many people out there that are making money. You know, like I just felt like I needed to do something bigger. And what that translated to was uh, building an entrepreneurial community at my college. Then it became winning startup competitions and then, uh, you know, winning a whole bunch of other prizes on my campus. And then it became turning a five minute conversation with Damon John into a job, you know, and things started to trickle in that sense. And, you know, I just feel like I'm still on that journey. Why does legacy mean so much to you? Because, well, I can go two different routes with that answer. One is I'm the last person with my last name in my family tree. If I don't have a son, my last name is gone. Uh, obviously, okay. there's other people out there with the last name Labrie, but you know, in in the right. sense of my family, like that, that to me is legacy right there. If I could carry on the yeah. family name, but then even beside that, if I do have children, I do have a family down the road. You know, I'm 26 years old. I would love that. Um, I, I need to be able to leave them with something more than money, right? I, I need to make sure they're good. I need to make sure that. Uh, you know, and I, I always use the example of Napoleon Hill or uh, Stephen Covey or any of the, or t- even Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is a living legend. You know, like I, I yeah. need to be at that level. I just feel like that, like, that's just what I want. But why? Did, did your parents leave you with that? In a way they did, you know, my, my parents are still here, thank God. But I, you know, I, I feel like they, they are legendary to me, you know, and I, I just want to keep, I just want to keep pushing that up the ladder. <laughs> Got it. So in, in looking at, like, if you're frustrated with people who are in the same boat of they're hustling, they're trying to make money just for money's sake, but now they want to find something greater, something deeper, something more meaningful, right? That's the point of your podcast. Like that's what you're really trying to do and that's the legacy you want to live? Exactly. How did you get down the road of only chasing dollars? You know what it was? It was, it was really... It was masking all the pain and, you know, I wasn't going through anything The you know, everyone has, has these things in life. My parents were divorced. Um, 
I was never good in school and I was getting pushed along because my parents were paying a nice tuition yearly. Uh, at yeah. 17 years old, I completely lost my dream of playing any professional sport. I tore my labor in my shoulder, never played okay. baseball or basketball again. So right there, that was pain. It was like, wow, dude, you can't go after your passion anymore. And essentially I gave up on it. I quit on it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, things like that in life just started to add up. And so you are masking that by saying, Hey, I'm making money. Now I'm a success. It was like, Hey, I'm making money. I'm getting everything that I want in a material sense. You know, I got the car yeah. that I want. I got the clothes I want. I got the laptops, the, the, the iPhones, all that stuff, you know? And yeah. in a sense it was masking it. Because you lost your dream and you thought you had a new one, but you realize there's something deeper. Like your new dream is not, actually just making money it's to help other people find their purpose too exactly would it be fair to say that you lost your dream and you had to go find a new one because you realize this athletic career is done like there's no hope of coming back from it it's gone life is not over but it's pretty crappy right now and the path you took was not the right path that ultimately was for you and then you ultimately found the better one oh a hundred percent so that's what you're helping people do Finding the better path. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Man, I brought you on here to interview you. You're interviewing me. <laughs> this is value for your audience, man. But that's no, I, it. Like, I love it. I love like, it. Now, listen, you, you were lucky in that you, you knew what you wanted to do from a young age, which was athletics. What, what, what sport were you in? Like, what were you trying to become? Professional? Uh, ba- baseball and basketball. I was playing at a pretty, pretty high level at both of those sports. Got it. And so like, you got a lot of identity from that. You're, you're getting recognition, you're getting scouting, you're getting maybe some um, potential scholarships. You see a path to the show. Like this is what your life is built around. And then poof, it's gone. Um, A lot of people don't have that certainty growing up or they're given a path by their parents. Like you need to continue the family tradition and go be a lawyer. Like we were lawyers. Right. So you found something, but you lost it. But in that, in that loss, in that, despair and that pain that's where so many people are right a lot, most people don't know how to find their person their, their passion their purpose they have no idea and they feel like they're stuck living somebody else's life and that yeah. that pain and that despair that you had you chose a path that solved a short-term need but you recognize wasn't actually the thing you should be doing and now you found the path and you feel great and out of your out of your greatest despair the greatest pain of losing your dream and then going down the wrong path now you're able to find your purpose and serve others so that they don't make the same mistake for sure but i i kind of want to backtrack one second you know you talked about passion right there how do you think how how do you go about finding your passion or what would you recommend because i've asked this question a couple times and it's been similar responses so that's why i'm curious to know what you say I'm going to give you a great answer, dude. We'll finish off the three. So we started with the who, which is faith. You got to be, you got to do things that are related to faith, whatever faith means to you. Then your why is this, it's helping people find their passion, their purpose in life so that they don't go down the wrong path like you did. And you're going to help them understand it and be a role model for, for positivity. And then the last part is the how. Great, well, how do you do it, Evan? Like, what's my next step? How do I do it? So chances are, anytime somebody's coming to you and they need any kind of guidance to to build a better life for themselves, you're happy with doing almost anything to help them because you love the end result of helping them. So 
you know, just as an example for me, I love helping entrepreneurs. My, my why, my, my who is believe my one word. My why is helping entrepreneurs because I sucked as an entrepreneur and I want people to suffer like I suffered. But in the how, if you ask me, Hey Evan, can you help me move my office? Because I'm moving from my mom's basement into my own office for the first time. And, and I want to, you know, I need help moving. I would say, sure, let, let's do this, Matt. And I enjoyed the result of helping you, but I don't enjoy the process of moving. So maybe doing interviews like this, right? If, if you love this stuff, you're enjoying the process of bringing people on and doing an interview and you're enjoying the result that it's going to help you learn something new and also your audience. And so if you build that list and then circle the things that you love the process of and the result, that's what you should be doing. For sure. For sure. No, that, that's all spot on info, man. I, I love this. This was, this was very revealing of myself and I definitely appreciate that. That's great. I love it, dude. So l- let me ask you, you know, I, I saw that circle of potential that you have, you know, self-awareness, action plan, environment, habits, accountability, mentoring, expression, experiences, which to you yeah. is most valuable or, you know, self-awareness. Yeah. Cause if you don't know, just look at what you were doing before, man, you, you were chasing the money and there's a hole inside you that you don't even know is there and you're trying to fill it with more money and materialistic things. Yeah. And so you could build everything else around it. You can build an environment, you can build mentorship all around it. But if it's guiding you in the wrong path, it's not going to help you get to where you want to go. Like if money is your God, you can find mentors that will help reinforce that and teach you how to make money more of your God. But it's not actually the best path for you. Right. So if you don't know what's at your core, if you don't have that self-awareness, then everything else doesn't make sense. So it's the most important starting point. Now, would you say self-awareness is that one thing that attributed most to your success or is there something else? Uh, I think that's at a good core. I think for me, I wasn't always able to articulate it. I think I felt uh, uncomfortable in some situations, but I didn't know why. You know, if it's anti-belief, it's not going to be a good fit for me, but I didn't have, I, I felt, I felt weird in my stomach, but I didn't know exactly the reason why. And I doubted myself instead of moving forward, which I think is actually, you know, was a mistake, but I just didn't know enough. Um, and then I think the next step is just taking action on it. You know, I think there's a lot of people who have uh, some great self-awareness, but they don't do anything with, with their plan. Okay, great. This is how you know you love helping people. You figured out your purpose. You know, you know your who, you know your why, you know your how, but you just sit on the couch all day. Like you you got to get out and do. And I think the thing that uh, I do best is consistency. If you've watched my YouTube channel over the past five years, I went from 7,000 subscribers to 1.7 million because I made a video every day, at least one a day, now three times a day, for five years. Yeah, that, that's actually amazing, that whole consistency aspect. And I, I kind of want to touch on something that's deep in that. And it, I, I guess it would be like becoming an overnight success. So yep. how long would you feel, you know, and the, everyone's always saying that a real overnight success takes about 15 years. What was the situation with, in your case? So what was your first question? What it comes down to is becoming an overnight success, right? Like how long no, did... No, no, no. No, no, I got you. I got you. What was your first question on this podcast? How do you define success? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was successful from the start by my definition of success. I got to do what I, what I wanted to do when I wanted. 
Yo, you, you're, you're really hitting the nail on the head, man. I love that. That's great. No, seriously. <laughs> that's great stuff. That is great stuff. Now, let me ask you. Also, like, ahead, how do you ahead, define success, right? Like, it's the, that's my definition. Somebody else's might be different. You might look at me and say, hey, Evan, I think you got success when you hit a million subscribers. Okay, that, that's cool, Matt. Awesome. If that's how you measure it, like, I'm, I'm not judging you for that. That's just not how I measure it. So... I was a success from when I started because I got to pick the thing that I wanted to do and everything else is gravy along the way. Man, that is, that's literally so spot on. And it makes me think that I'm, uh, I'm potentially even letting other people's version of or definition of success affect me and how I'm looking at myself. So I, I, I actually really appreciate that. That, that was amazing. <laughs> now, let me ask you, what was a piece well, of advice you've been given in life, whether that was direct or indirect that you didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over time? I wanted to one step it back because when you said that you're worried that other people's version of success is maybe still influencing you, that's why self-awareness is so important. Yes, yes. I definitely agree with you there. 100%. Right? Because if, if your definition of success is what Jerry B is doing, great. Like that may be a version of it, but it's not exactly what you need to be doing. So without the self-awareness, you on the wrong path. Yeah. No, uh, self-awareness uh, is huge. At, yeah. I look at The Rock and, and he has to work out every day for like four hours. Four hours. And so when he's on a movie set, he's got to wake up five hours before he goes to the movie set and work out for four hours. And so he ends up only sleeping like five hours a night. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> To me, that's crazy. But to him, that's success. Great. Go to you. Right? That's what's awesome. So that's why getting, getting all the voices outside of your head and saying, this is the life that I want. This is what the life looks like for Matt. Even if, even if my audience you know, doesn't like it or my mom doesn't like it or you know, my high school friends don't like it, you still got to go do it. For sure. No, I love that. I love that. Now, I know you're on a – you're – unlimited time. So I want to squeeze one more question out of you. What is one thing, yeah, yeah. what is one piece of advice you were given that you necessarily didn't want to hear? And that could have been given to you directly or indirectly. And if you need an example, I got plenty. That I didn't want to hear. So let it's me, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, basically what I would say is the fact that my parents always told me that I need to study and do my homework. And over time, you know, I, I never listened and it translated to me failing out of college. So that's something that I didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over time. You know, I hear you. Um, there's nothing in the past five years that I can think of. Like I go into situations and, and I want people to destroy me. Like, I'll go in to somebody who has something to teach me, and I'll tell them, tell me I'm an idiot. Like, I want you to tell me that I'm an absolute idiot and show me why. Like, when I go to YouTube conventions and I respect somebody's opinion, I say, dude, can you look at my channel and tell me why I'm, a, I'm the biggest idiot alive? And I want them to tear a new one into me. And what they'll always come back and say is, dude, you're not an idiot. Like, come on, you're having all success. But you know what? Like, if you did this one thing, I think it could make a difference. And what I want to do is why I go so hard on telling me I'm an idiot is because I want to create the permission for them to be harsh where nobody's going to go that hard on me, but they might hedge because they don't want to offend me or because they're playing safe. And then I'm missing a valuable piece of advice. Yeah. 
So no, I, I, I want, love that. I'll go in and say, like, tell me I am an idiot, right? And and I want you to rip into me as hard as you can and give me advice to, to get better. And then I want to hear that feedback. And so that's my that's my default approach going into things. Um, and I think that's ultimately how you grow. I love learning from people who I hate. I love learning from people who've had success, who I absolutely disagree with because I can learn one thing from them and get better at. And I think people box themselves in over who the people are that they want to learn from and as a result, limit their growth. Yeah, so you stay in that student of life mindset, which I really do love. But everything, like if you, if you, no matter what side of the, the political spectrum you're at, you can learn from Barack Obama and you can learn from Donald Trump. You can learn from both of them. Yeah. And if you don't, if you say, I'm not going to learn from Obama because he's a Democrat, I'm going to learn from Trump because he's Republican or, or because he's Trump, you're just limiting yourself. They have something to teach you. You don't have to yeah. take everything from them, but they have at least one thing that, that they can teach you and you need to learn from them because often the greatest lessons are from the people who you, at first glance, immediately disagree with, but they've had success so they can teach you. Totally agree with that, man. That's, that's really spot on. Now, wh- where could people find you on social media and YouTube and all that good stuff? Uh, I'm Evan Carmichael everywhere. You can, you can usually find me wherever you want to go. Type in Evan Carmichael, you find me. Now, what special projects you got going on? I know you're doing this whole, this whole tour in 2019. What is it, 90 cities in like 23 days or 25 days? That would be insane, dude. <laughs> 90 cities, it's, it's the opposite. Oh, I'm doing sorry. 20, 23 cities in 90 days. Teleporting everywhere. 90 cities in 23 days. Okay, guys, 2020, that's the new plan. I'm in the car here with my wife and my camera guy. They're, they're, that's they're awesome. Laughing. That's yeah. awesome. No, 23 cities in 90 days. Uh, I like your version of it, though. So 2020 might be doing that. <laughs> You got to dream big, man. You got to dream big. That's awesome, I love it, man. dude. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Evan, thank you so much for your time today. I truly do appreciate it. And I hope you enjoy your time in New York City, man. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Thank you again. Cheers. So is it safe to say that Evan had me on the hot seat during this episode? I totally wasn't expecting this. In fact, during the episode, you clearly hear me tell him that I brought him on the show to interview him. Regardless, what an eye-opening experience it was to chop it up with Evan. I highly suggest asking yourself the same questions that Evan asked me. If you want to find the deeply rooted core purpose as to why you do what you do, this is where it happens. Self-awareness is built and man, life really begins. I would love for you to share this episode with your friends, family, colleagues, mentors, mentees, and so on, make sure you hit that five-star rating once you wrap this episode up. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. Appreciate you tuning in today and stay tuned for our new episodes dropping with some of the most wildly successful individuals walking this planet. Stay tuned, stay blessed, peace.